Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 76. Today, I'll be interviewing co-creators of Calm Connect, Roberta Scherf and Chris Bai. Roberta Scherf's experience with post-traumatic stress disorder and as the mother of a child with autism fueled her drive to understand the nervous system and self-regulation. She spent more than 20 years developing an innovative program that helps people to manage their own nervous system and behavior. Before that, she worked with nonprofit organizations after studying psychology, speech and hearing science, and Russian at Carleton College in the University of Minnesota. As a co-creator of ComConnect, Chris Bai has spent more than 15 years developing the first patented system for self-regulation. Chris did his undergraduate work at Gustavus Adolphus College and his graduate work at UW-Madison. He has taught numerous classes at UW-Madison, UW-River Falls, and University of St. Thomas. He has presented at numerous conferences and seminars on the importance of safe social engagements as a primary means reducing anxiety and depression in people of all ages and developing tools to help those with special challenges. So I just want to thank you so much. This is like a very special podcast for me because this is a program that I have been using for a long time, almost like I would say 10, 15 years. And so when I started using this program again, which is now called Calm Connect, like like I had explained to Chris, it was like like meeting with an old friend again. And Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful, wonderful program that I have loved since the beginning uh, that is developed. So I'm really, really excited for Roberta and Chris to talk today because it's a program that I think everyone should know about. Um, So... I'm going to let them take the floor a little bit because I'm going to keep talking about it. Um, (laughs) So the first thing I wanted to ask you was the, if you could talk a little bit about the development and history of Calm Connect. Sure. And um, I think we'll both be jumping in over each other, you know, and so if you want to do that as well, feel feel free to do that. I'll I'll probably step in to to, uh, rein her in because she could talk for (laughs) three hours on this. So, so it's it was good to know this is short. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it to short, short words and sentences. So really this is, you know, a necessity is the mother of invention kind of thing. Um, um, you had um, referenced um, post-traumatic stress in, in my bio. Um, this started when I was needing to grapple with post-traumatic stress, postpartum um, depression. Uh, I was just shut down um, when I was pregnant with our first child. My husband and I went to bed on one of the coldest nights of the year and our house burned to the ground. And it was an unsurvivable fire that we made it through. But, um, but the way I made it through was to have to carry PTSD and postpartum depression and, and you know, just try and figure out what's going on. And what was so frustrating for me at the time is that I went to bed one person and I woke up a different person and I couldn't figure out how to get back. And therapy was not helpful for me at the time. um, Medications had side effects and I was just lost and spiraling. So 
um, that long ago, I started researching the nervous system, which um, we just didn't know that much about. And so I, I just, you know, moved forward in my life one, one step at a time. And then everything came to a screeching halt for me again when my daughter was born a few years later. Um, at the time with undiagnosed autism, nobody could figure out what was going on with her. Absolutely no one. But I could see, you know, reflections of what I'd been struggling with. Um, her nervous system was just shot. She, um, you know, when you talk about self-regulation, you know, being able to have appropriate emotions in certain settings, um, that was all off for her. Everything that we knew about babies, we had to relearn differently for Rowan. The only way we could calm her down when she was um, excited and overwhelmed was to hold her out in front of us, facing away from us, and rock her rhythmically. And so I started to connect, um, you know, at a very early stage with her with um, with rhythmicity and um, again, went back to the nervous system and everyone that we consulted with said, boy, you know, we've never seen another child like her. We can't tell you what to expect, except, you know, don't don't hold out too much hope because um, that's going to put pressure on her. She's always going to exist in the world of special education. Just, you know, do the best that you can. And um, so... As I was researching different things, and again, just coming back to rhythmicity and to connection, um, I started to play this little game that I you know, created, and Rowan and I did it for about five minutes every morning and every night for a few weeks, and after about six weeks, out of the blue, she's you know, sitting in the back of the car and she points out to the stop sign and says, mama, top, you know? And, um, and I was thrilled. I mean, I couldn't believe it because we'd been talking about different things, but um, one of the things they told us was she, she never learned to read. And um, she yelled out top. And I said, yes, that's great. And she got so angry. She said, mama, no, no. We went back and forth. And then to show me how frustrated she was, how wrong I was, she just sort of yelled out the letters at the top of her lungs. Just stop, S-T-O-P. And um, I did stop. I mean, I just sat and cried, turned around, went back home. And we sat on the couch uh, for a couple of hours. And, and my daughter, who at that time didn't want to be touched or held, wouldn't look at people, couldn't retain a single letter in her head overnight. We sat and read books for a couple of hours. And the thing that, I mean, I still, this is so many years ago, I still get goosebumps. So at the end of a week, a week later, she was wanting to connect with us, wanting to be touched and held, um, wanting to look at us, to touch us. And she went from reading single letters to words, to sentences, to chapter books. And it was, I mean, <laughs> it was breathtaking. It basically re redirected everything in my life and her life. It changed her life around so immeasurably. Um, she finally, after high school was diagnosed with, at that time was, you know, high functioning Asperger's. Um, she's fluent in Japanese. She works as a vet tech. She's still, she's autistic. She'll always have autism, but her world is so much bigger. And the thing is, I, I kept thinking, so there's something here, something that can help people to connect, to change things. And then I, I read an article in the newspaper about work that Chris was doing. Um, and he sounded so far out of the box 
that I thought, okay, so maybe he'll understand some of what's going on. Because when I talked to other people, they were all kind of like, you know, rolling their eyes, like, we just, we can't believe this. And so I started talking to Chris and he started finishing my sentences. And I thought, okay, so. Actually, actually, she just wouldn't stop talking. So I I had to finish her sentences so we could move on. This is so true. Yeah. So we could move on to something different. Um, but if she thinks I was finishing her sentences, all the better. Yeah, whatever. So uh, we started working together. It was like 15 years ago. Over 15 years over ago. 15, oh, yeah. my gosh. We should just pack it all in. But um, we started working together over 15 years ago and tried to pull out the salient features of what made this um, so important and what, what made such a difference for so many people. And we came back to a lot of the... Um, a lot of the neuroscience, you know, we talk about on our website and in workshops and other places. But um, basically, we just started um, testing this with people, putting it together. Originally, we used um, ballet dancers as the people on the screen. They were beautiful. They were gorgeous. But there was a disconnect as people were doing the program because they were so intimidated. And we realized we needed authentic people who um, looked like everyone in the world and um, and made mistakes and were different and and who people could connect to. And the difference was that immediately when we're using, you know, these dancers. Um, By the people, way, people may not have any construct. Oh, yeah. Why do you say what this is? You're jumping in there. The work started working with kids on the spectrum uh, based on um, uh, Roberta's daughter's background. But quickly, as I started to use the program, they would ask us, can I use this in my general education classroom? Can I use this in my OT theater? Can I use this? Can I use with my father with my dementia? Father. Yeah. And what we found there was a, a universality. Is that a word? Univer- universality. universality. A nervous system uh, is a nervous system. Right. And we basically learn a nervous system is a nervous system, whether you're 4, 44, 94. There are commonalities that are similar and important to all of us. And what went from working with those on the spectrum quickly went to working with those in a, in a, in a, in a general education classroom, um, quickly then moved to working with kids and populations of all ages dealing with trauma. And the overriding theme, and it, it took a, this a while, I think, for it to evolve with us understanding the messaging, but it, it's, it's all about safety. That when you feel safe, when your nervous system feels safe, then you're able to navigate your world whatever world that may be and, and move forward in a way that's much different than if you're always in fight or flight. Yeah. If we went backwards and said, okay, so what do you need, you know, to, to work, work, how do you need to not only survive, but thrive? And it does come down to um, in order to learn new things and navigate socially through the world, your nervous system has to be calm and alert, but that only happens when you feel safe and you feel connected to other people. And we realized that so many of the people that we were working with were disenfranchised. It's like if you have this circle of humanity, um, you know, that that we all belong to, um, for some people, it's like only the cool kids belong to that circle. And they're on the outside. And we wanted to figure out a way to bring them inside. And so, um, so the program, which has all of these people on screen and music and rhythmicity, it does that. I mean, I, we were talking with um, uh, an occupational therapist who was working with a very, very young child who um, had so many challenges and 
And social anxiety was one of those. He just really desperately wanted friends. And she called us up after she'd been working with this child. And she said the first time she put on what is now Calm Connect, he's following along with the movements. He's watching everything. And at the end of one of the sequences, a little boy um, does this thumbs up at the end and just kind of smiles. And she said the little boy that was that was following the program just sort of stopped. She heard this sharp intake of breath and he went, oh, I think he likes me. And, and for us, that's, that's one of the connections is that you are not isolated. You are not alone. You are not by yourself. Um, there are people there in this world. Um, within Calm Connect. Within Calm Connect. Um, who, it's weird to say who care for you. But what we find is that children and adults will make these connections. And um, through all of the different elements that are embedded in there, um, the rhythmicity, the the fact that the frequency mimics the female voice, which is safe, um, the different kinds of movements, all of those work to create this um, this program that helps you feel safe and connected to other people. That, and, that was a long answer. Bert. I know it was, yeah, and that didn't I think that's, but I but I really I I agree with that because you know I've been using this program for a long time, like on and off throughout all the different kind of the journey that you've been on as it started, I, how I started it, knew it as me moves, um, now calm connect. But I agree with you because I, you know, I work with, in the beginning, I worked with um, children with uh, really significant physical disabilities doing this program and we would do it every single morning. And what I love about it is that it is real people, um, is that you're connecting. I don't know. I just feel, I even feel connected to the people on the screen because what you were saying is, is that just, it's anyone that you would see, all different ages, all different backgrounds, all, you know, whatever, what age or anything that you're from, you could connect with that person on the screen. Um, and now specifically, I work with well, children and adults with autism. Um, but it's, it's not what you were saying, Chris, which I thought was so powerful, is that it's not really about the movement. It's about the connection that you have with the person on the screen. Um, and I visibly, I usually do the calm um, because we, I do it in the beginning of, of my sessions um, for some of those kids who, you know, I would say not regulated in the beginning of the session, they feel a little bit um, dysregulated. So it definitely serves to calm down. Um, and not only does some of the kids that I work with feel calm, I feel calm. And the teacher assistant I work with, she also feels calm. So when we're able to sit down, we're kind of all calm. I mean, I think it's great. <laughs> I feel great. You know, I just love it's really and I think it's such a perfect name because it is about the connection. Um, but one of the things I want you to talk about, which I think is so what makes the program so wonderful. And so I think user friendly is the way that it's organized. Um, so could you talk a little bit about that? You know, when you log into the program about how it's organized. I know you have like calm and clarity, you have different focus, you have different areas. Um, so I would like to hear a little more about that. Uh, good fact for Bert and I were just uh, discussing that because even though, even though we created, we always have kind of, we're always, there's some different thoughts and, and perspectives on this. So you may hear. You'll, we you'll, have very different thoughts, <laughs> but, but you know, we, we wanted to make it very accessible. So we organized it into six different categories. Um, Let's see, it's rise, 
calm, joy. joy, focus, clarity, and rest. Right. And then, yep. Yep. And and we organized it um, primarily on the basis of the music and the movements. So the, the, the more calming music is organized into those categories. Um, the more upbeat music would be under joy and focus and rise. And I want to say even our calm music is calm. Even our more upbeat music with a little faster beats per minute it's still not raging, thrashy music. It's just, it's just maybe, it's still very relaxing. It's just a little well, more upbeat. What, what we find is that everyone will respond differently um, to, to different kinds of um, stimulus. Of stimulus. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but we wanted to organize it yeah, according to the music and then also the movements. So any like upper bilateral integration that's under focus um, and then Within each sequence, the easier movements are first, and the more difficult movements come later. But um, can I just say, and a bit of the oxymoron about us talking about that is the truth is the movements doing the movements correctly has has nothing to do with benefiting from the program. Where the reality is is the movements are there to engage the user. Um, and certainly, there's like British upper level bilateral integration. Yeah. There's the, the movements are are important. But, you know, even though we talk about organizing the program based on how the movements are set up, if anyone emphasizes doing the movements correctly, they're using the program wrong. Um, we see lots of kids that just, they'll just, you, you may not even know what they're doing. They may be doing the movements backwards. They may just be rocking back and forth. Um, right. You know, so even though we organize it that way, I just want to be clear with that doing the movements correctly is has really nothing to do with benefiting from the program whatsoever. Right. It's not about teaching a new skill, about improving, about learning everything, anything new at all. We wanted to give people a, a calm space that they could engage at whatever level they felt comfortable and at whatever level helped them to, um, to, you know, to, to find their own space. So some people may never do the movements, um, I mean, there's this, it's, it's fascinating to talk to people and to watch them because there's this continuum. Again, um, what we'll say is if there's a group of people, everyone is engaged unless someone is physically in another part of the room doing something else. So that means that you might have a group of people who are watching the screen. Some of them may be doing movements. Some of them may be facing the screen, rocking back and forth. Some of them may be facing away from the screen but they're still hearing the music and they're not physically doing something else. So they're all engaged. Yeah. And to, and to go back to actually answer her question about how it's organized, it's, it's actually somewhat aspirational when we looked at like, um, you know, what do we, what, what are people looking for? What, what are some emotions? What are some benefits from doing it? And so we started with like rise, which mm -hmm. we thought of as, as these are way to awaken your body, way, awaken the body. Right. And, what are things that people love? What are, what are, what are emotions? What are things that, that are, like I said, aspirational, um, joy, calm, focus. Um, when we were working with older adult populations, um, clarity really stood out as, as understanding what's going on and, and certainly, certainly focus. Um, and the ones she didn't mention on, on calm connect. Um, so in 2019, when we reconfigured everything to uh, a name that I think is more appropriate to what the program does, uh, and we went to a streaming model, 
we were also able to add a favorite section, which, which is, is really our favorite, um, our favorite category because we don't know what people will like the most. I mean, but, I have some favorites. He has some favorites. But what but, the favorite section is, it allows you to choose the sequences you use the most frequently. And so it allows you to create your own custom playlist of sequences. So it's just a little bit easier to navigate. But that's it's brilliant because everybody's is different. Yeah. Yeah, and I just love the fact what you're talking about. I know when I was recently doing ComConnect, one of my high school students, you know, looked at me to make sure that he was doing the right movement. And I'm like, it's okay. You could do whatever you want. It's okay. Like, and I actually think that that is such a kind of beautiful thing about the program because I think so many kids always feel so much pressure to make sure that they're doing everything perfectly. Am I supposed to be doing this? Is this correct? Is this right? Because I feel like a lot of times kids are always sort of told to be doing things a certain way. But what I, it's kind of freeing in a way that you could just watch it and just take from it however you want to take from it. You could do the movement. You could not do the movement. You could look at the screen. You could not look at the screen. There's no rules. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I we think all, that's really, I think that's really great. I, I really do. So we all have different physiologies, right? And and different. Um, you know, our, our goal is we want to calm, connect, and meet the student or the individual where that person's at, rather than to have the student or individual jump through a hoop to meet calm, connect. So um, you know, dep- you know, regardless of someone's baseline, it, you know, you used to work with people with um, uh, movement challenges, right? disabilities that way, or whether you're dealing with someone with autism or someone with uh, attention issues or someone with um, significant trauma issues. Um, we want Calm Connect to meet them where it benefits them most. And if you just allow them to, if you allow people to engage to the degree they're able, then they're able to get the most out of the program because the program is able then to meet them. And They'll find the part they need. Yeah, it's like if you allow them to match up, they actually will. When you when you make that student or that individual, you know, um, do things a certain way, well, then then it just it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, I agree with you because then they feel sort of defeated by it. Oh, I can't do it. I don't yeah. like this. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I stress when I do with different classrooms is it's okay. We don't have they don't have to do it correctly. They don't have to do it exactly like the person in on the screen. That's okay. And I think I like that as an adult because that's part of the reasons why I never really take any exercise. I can't follow <laughs> the movements. Um, and I'm always like the one in the back being like looking confused. Um, so anyway, I just, I, I love that. I, I well, really do. So it, it, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I want to go back to one point, you know, we find that the kids benef- benefit from it, but to be, to be completely honest, the teachers, it, like like you said, it calms the teachers or the therapists down as well. And when we're thinking about it, you know, we were just working with someone who's doing a lot of work with classroom management. And when the teacher is calm or the leader is calm, however you want to define that, the class is calm. It it changes the culture within within the classroom in a way that allows for people to communicate differently. It just it just takes the stress away. Yeah, so actually, I feel like that's a good segue into talking about a lot of the research that you've done with schools. Um, So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that you've done a lot of research. Well, should I start with that, Berta? So our research, you know, we've we've had lots of people do smaller graduate study research and, and, you know, in-class research. Some of the really interesting formal research, I think probably 2017, Mm -hmm. St. Paul schools kicked off. and they were doing a pre and post study where they had 
two schools and multiple classrooms per school. And really, they just measured off-task behavior. Off-task behavior being getting up from your desk, interrupting the teacher. There are five or six different categories which, which they identified. And in multiple classrooms in these two different schools, which were right in the heart of, of St. Paul, they would measure off-task behavior. And then they would introduce Calm Connect. Again, they would measure the off-task behavior at the same time each day. And then they'd come back to Calm Connect and they'd do it at the same time each day for the same duration. And they would have uh, social workers or pairs that were already in the classroom collect data. So it wasn't like the kids were, you know, seeing someone new come in to to collect data. And so it was a post pre post study over seven weeks. Um, St. Paul measured within within a variation of pre K through fifth grade a up to like a fifty nine to sixty percent reduction in off task behavior. And these were particularly challenged classrooms that had been chosen. For the study. Yeah, so. I can. So our our only role was to really help St. Paul develop the uh, measuring tool, like the actual uh, you know metric to gather data. But from that point, their their research department, um, by the way, the lead of the research department at the time said, this is never going to work. We don't expect any research. We don't expect any results whatsoever. So she just kind of poo-pooed us at the beginning. But well, it's hilarious. She said, this is really a waste of money yeah. because we've been, I mean, she's, she, you know, um, she's about I'm to retire. Say, yeah. Yeah. But you know, she got her PhD, uh, and a million years ago and said, I've been doing this stuff for years and I've never seen one program make a change. So I don't know why we're doing this. Yeah. It was very defeating actually so, i didn't go to the meeting after that so so we we just helped them kind of develop the uh data uh collection tool and then we backed off they collected all the data and did all the data analysis and it was it was a really interesting meeting when we got back together and, and they um um yeah described. they're like wow that's that's fascinating so that 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 was very interesting and then uh a year later uh Wyzetta, which is one of the western suburbs of minneapolis um I think it was ranked one of the top school districts was, in Minnesota. Yeah, it's a, it was um, at the other end of the continuum from St. Paul in terms of um, school systems. Yeah, yeah it's, but I mean they're both good systems. Yeah. Just I would say different. So Wyzetta did a similar a similar research study. Uh, we worked with Dr. Stacy Lackner, who's a research. Um, I think she's still there. In fact, I'm almost yeah. sure 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 she is. They 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 did a pre post study. Um, what they did, it was kind of interesting. They used four elementary schools and second, third, and fourth grade. And they introduced, you know, they did they they collected off task behavior before, then they introduced Calm Connect. They introduced Calm Connect over a period of 13 weeks. Um, and in three of the schools, they introduced Calm Connect, and in the fourth school, they did not introduce Calm Connect. That that was a that was a control group. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, same age classrooms, people in the classrooms uh, were collecting data. One of the principals, um, Oh, she was wonderful. She um, she was similar to the researcher from St. Paul, and she um, she had a special meeting with everybody in her school that was going to be using the program. And she said, "I don't want them to get off easy." She said, "I want you to record everything. If somebody blows their nose, I want it written down. If somebody does anything, because she said, I don't believe this is going to work." <laughs> and, and, and yeah, it was again very so. Anyway, sad. they they did a thirteen week research program. Um, again, we just helped design the tool. They did all the data collection and, and analysis. They measured an 80 to 81% reduction in off-task behavior uh, amongst their classrooms. And in fact, they didn't believe the results. So they brought in an outside um, data analysis team to come in and run simulations. I think they ran 65,000 65, different you know, variations to reduce 
randomness into a, taking all these other effects and the results stayed the stayed, stayed the same. So then Dr. Stacy Lackner um, and Kieran Day, they presented their results at the Minnesota State School Psychologist yeah. Conference uh, a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, it's what was validating for us about the research is for years we had heard anecdotal studies from teachers and therapists saying, you know, here's what I'm seeing, here's what I'm seeing. And, and we've also seen the same thing from just observing it. Um, in actual in the classroom, but to to get those numbers verified was was um, it was fascinating, but it was also validating. I think. Well, yeah, and that's also that's all available on your website as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and the website is priohealth.com. Yep, it's prio prio healthcom Yeah, and so that's that was just going to my next question about how to access the program because. Um, you know, it's not an app, it's, um, it's streaming. So if you go to the website, which will be included on the post as well, um, you can, um, and it's a subscription. So, yeah, uh-huh, think of it like, right? like, like your Netflix or Disney plus account. It's, it's, it's a, it's a subscription. Uh, you can access it and sign up on our website, Prio Health and, um, basically, you will get you'll use a um, a username, which is your email, and a, and a password. What's really nice about Calm Connect is is uh, the way it's configured now is it, you can take it works anywhere. There's a cell phone signal or Wi-Fi, and it works on any device: your laptop, your desktop, your phone, your Kindle. Any device that gets a any device that can play YouTube can play can use Calm Connect. Um, so we, we, we had issues before with technology change and all this kind of stuff. Now I, I, it's, it's, we've kind of hopefully normalized that a bit and made it more accessible for all. Well, and especially more accessible for all during COVID because um, it's been reconfigured. So if you're a therapist or a teacher, um, you can have your students yeah, so use it. It comes, in two, it comes in two varieties. There's the home version and the school professional version. They're both have the same content. But the difference between the school professional version is we reconfigured it in COVID where if you're a classroom teacher or a therapist, you can post your subscription link to your, is it called a distance learning portal? That's what yeah. I call it. You know, to your to Google Classroom, Seesaw, Chalkboard, whatever program you're using, which will allow the students and more importantly, their families yeah. to access the Calm Connect from home. So they can just go to their teacher's learning page. Uh, log into Calm Connect and use it from home. So one subscription uh, for a classroom can be used by not only that teacher in the classroom, but then by all, the, all those students when they're at home. Yeah, and I think that's the other beauty too, is that it's parents don't have to feel intimidated that, oh, it's only for school. You know, that you could, it's something you could also do at home really easily as a family. Yeah, so, you know, it's, we also have home Home, home subscriptions, which again, have the exact same content as school, but they don't have that, um, that, you know, families don't need to configure it to work on a distance learning page. So um, that's, that's the, only, on, the only difference. What we find really interesting is when students use it with their therapist or in school and as part of their everyday activity, then they bring it home. And they show the family how to do it. The families do it together. And it's just, it's, it's something the kids, regardless of, of their um, baseline, brings back to their family and that everyone benefits from. Cause, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, we have so many stories of how children have learned, um, you know, how to do things with their therapist or at school and they bring it home and it changes 
their life at home as well. Um, we had, I was just thinking about the therapist who had talked to us about this um, young man in her program. Um, it, it was a middle school program. Um, he had severe autism mm, yeah. and um, he severe anxiety. And so his way of dealing with anxiety was to start to grab a tooth and to start to wiggle it back and forth until he actually reached the point where he pulled his adult adult tooth out, um, which teeth, is um, yeah. teeth. Yeah. Which is like horrifying. But she said she started using the Con Connect program and, and he stopped doing that at school. And she said, then um, a couple of weeks after using it, he came in on a Monday morning, just beaming with a note from his mother. And he had to tell the therapist all about what had happened. Um, basically, his mom had challenged him with something at home saying, no, you can't do that. And she said, you know, I realized I shouldn't have, because he immediately reached his hand up, you know, to grab a tooth and then stopped. And then went into his room and, and she got so nervous and she said she went in there and he's got his eyes closed and he's just moving his arms and he's hearing the music in his head. And she said, this is so great because he's actually embodied the program to the extent that he can, he can carry it with him. I, I think that's one of the more the most common things we've heard over the last 15 years of doing this. And we really haven't named it, but there's that moment where your child gets anxious. You know, there's a confrontation and they maybe go off in their own place, and then it almost gets too quiet, right? You wonder what's going on. It's almost too quiet. Your, your parental voice is going, I should go check on him or her, and then you go in there, and that child's actually doing calm connect, just moving their arms and or humming the music. And it's for a lot of kids who don't know what calm is, they don't know what calm looks like, they don't know what calm feels like, Calm Connect provides them actually like this is what calm is. And so it gives them a place to go when they feel themselves moving towards um, a direction that probably isn't emotionally um, a good a good place for them to be. Right. And I think that I just want to I want to end on that, because when we say as adults, we could say I feel calm because we know what calm feels like. But for a lot of kids, they don't understand the word calm. Right. Right. Like they don't have a relationship. But what does calm mean? And so actually I use your program to really teach what calm is. So with one of my students, we were doing um, the calm, the calm movements. And he, it's also, I also think that it encourages choice making because I let him choose which, you know, which sequence he wants to do. That's, that's, that's brilliant. That just, that's one of the best strategies to increase or to, you know, um, bring kids into it is give them the choice to choose what sequences they want to do. Yeah. And so he chose it and we taught and I modeled for him. This is calm. You feel calm. And then during the next class, he was, he was in that class. I was, I was observing another student and the teacher asked the student, how do you feel? And he said, calm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I was like, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God. You know, but the thing is sometimes when, when I always tell people this, even during training purposes, is that when we teach a feeling or an emotion or a, however, what that is, doesn't mean they have to learn it right then. It could come out later in the day. It could, it could be something that they talk about the next day or even two weeks later. But it's something that we have to keep, um, you know, talking about because I think a lot of people just say calm down, right? Which I yeah. think is probably like one of the worst things, right? Like you don't yes. say calm down, right? Which I don't know anyone who actually is like, oh yeah, that helps me when you tell me to calm down. <laughs> like, I mean, who really responds to that, right? 
But when we teach them what calm means and how calm feels, then we could talk about, okay, well, how do you feel? Do you feel calm? Do you want to be calm? Um, do you, I don't feel calm right now. Well, what can we do to feel calm? So it's, I, I think that whole, just the word calm in itself is such a great, um, thing that I took from the program, um, that I'm trying to teach because it's a very hard thing to teach kids. Yeah. Like, well, what does that feel like? What does calm feel like? Um, so, and then that could kind of go along with lots of your, you know, some of your other, the other words about being focused. Well, what does focus mean? I mean, um, you know, what is feeling, you know, kind of awake rise? Like, what does that mean? So I think as a speech pathologist, this is a great way to talk about vocabulary. It's a great way to talk about feelings. Um, cause I always do it before. How do you feel? And then afterwards, how do you feel now? Um, and so if they can't express it, that's okay. Then I'm going to model it based on what I think they feel. I don't always ever assume saying, yes, you are happy now. <laughs> I'll say, I think you look like you're happy. You look like you're calm. Um, But that's the other thing, like I always, you know, kind of reinforce is that we don't tell the kids how they feel. We think about it. We, Yeah. So. And that makes sense. And, you know, each child or each user is going to get what they need from this. That's kind of the beauty of it, right? Is everyone comes with a different baseline Um, and just let them, let them engage to the, to the degree they're able, Um, you know, and from a, you just brought up something really interesting there is, is probably one of the best ways we see this use is as a transition and priming activity. Yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of the school day with the classroom homeroom to get everyone, you know, on the same page emotionally after that long recess from a therapeutic standpoint at the beginning of the session, right. You get cut, you, you know, you, you get people in and it allows them when you do calm connect, you're engaged physically, emotionally, mentally, your limbic systems engage, all these parts you engage. So you really don't have any bandwidth to pay attention to what's going on on the outside. So very quickly, your nervous system transitions from what was to what is, and you become present, whatever that means for that individual, um, allowing, you know, whatever activity you as a therapist or teacher want to introduce, they're going to be in a different situation. Uh, and I think in a better situation to, to move forward. So it's, it's, you know, whether we describe it as calm, happy it's you know whatever they're feeling as long as they're feeling better and and not that that seems to be a victory yeah and that's another word i also work on like feeling just better what does that mean better um so i know it's one of the things i really work on is your social emotional status like kind of how you're feeling um so is there anything that you want to add before we finish up today you know i guess the one thing i you know, first of all, thank you for talking to us. And it's, it's always a joy for us to hear people that have used it for years and, and have um, kind of a long-term perspective because it's, we, we never get tired of hearing about it and it, get, it gives us um, uh, new information. So as we talk about it and develop new, new programs, it helps us go forward. But, you know, the one thing I guess if I, I if I could tell anybody anything, I, I would say what makes Calm Connect different is the faces and the people on the screen and how powerful it is to have someone else smile at you the same way every day and be consistent, reliable, and safe. Um, There's a lot of programs out there that utilize music and movement, but I think what really sets Calm Connect apart is the way the faces on the screen um, and the mirror and earrings, I could go on and on, but just there's something very powerful about an individual smiling at you and not asking anything of you, but just smiling how that instantly changes our, 
Um, well, that connection that that connect, that instantly changes our our emotional state, and it's the power of a smile should never be underrated, especially when people are wearing masks every, every day yeah. and kids and, and we're not exposed to it. To see Mr. Tan, or I'm thinking of all the people on the screen smile at you, it's like a it's a well, I think a about shot the, of young, oxytocin or, the young woman we were working with in Illinois, who's really brilliant. Um, on the spectrum and had a, a difficult technical job. She would take the bus to work and home every day. And it was very stressful, um, you know, to try and mask and get through the day with all of these, um, these other people. And she wrote us and said, one of the things that helped her get through the day was that she knew that when she got home, because this was before mm-hmm. ComConnect was portable, she could put up that program and she would see that person smile. And it was the sequence that had the, the little, little dog, dog yeah. and that the little dog's actually in Rowan's lap. And she said she'd get on the bus and she'd just think about the fact that she could see that when she got home. And she knew that that was like a grounding point, you know, for her, that there, there was somebody there. And um, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just I think the word grounding is key because it does feel grounding. Um to to me for sure. And I think it is really different. I, I don't, you know, there was a time where I wasn't able to access the program because I was just sort of like, you know, a hiatus between using right. the program. And I was just wanting your program because it fit that need that I had for my students. Um, and so finding again was just amazing. So I will, I will put that link in there and I'm also going to put, um, a link in just to like an intro to ComConnect. So people know a little bit more about the program. Um, and I just want to thank you again for today because I really enjoyed talking to you both. Um, and I just think it's such an amazing program. So I just love to share anything out there that I think helps people. Because um, I think anxiety is a really big thing right now. I mean, it always has been, but I think now more than ever, we need people smiling at us and not expecting, (laughs) you know, just being able to, you know, I I think that's just so important. Um, So... Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Becca. We also encourage anyone to go to our website and just email us with with questions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they can get a hold of us at at info at preohealth.com. You can just access it from our website, but we we would love to hear from anybody if they have any questions. Um, we're we're always happy to help out. Well, and all you have to do is Google Calm Connect. Yeah, it'll yeah, so. take you there too. So thank you, Becca. Well, thank you, thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Meal Time. <laughs>